0: All right, welcome in everybody. It is ten o'clock on Tuesday night, eight fifteen, twenty twenty three. The Philadelphia Union have just lost to Inter Miami four to one in uh, what was, quite frankly, most of one of the most embarrassing fucking things I've ever seen. One of the most disappointing Union performances I can remember. And there have been quite a few of them. Uh, So I, you know, strung together like 20 tweets or whatever. And uh, was like, hey, you know, should we do, um, should we record a uh, a, a knee-jerk Negadelphia reaction podcast tonight? Or should we, uh, you know, wait until tomorrow, Wednesday, wait until Wednesday to do a uh, you know a pragmatic and measured reaction and sleep on it and you know get away from the radio thing and not you know do the uh 15, 15 minutes after the game bitch session you know which is what they do after the after the eagles every eagles loss you know it's like everybody should uh my joke is that twitter should lock and social media should lock and everybody should be forced to go outside and smoke a cigarette or you know whatever you do vape uh before you come back on uh on twitter to start complaining about jonathan gannon or whatever um but i didn't feel like waiting until uh wednesday because uh that was just what the fuck was that uh seriously what was that i i i just think that to start off and i have no notes here i'm just like rambling off the off the cuff here but jim jim got it completely wrong just completely wrong you know when i saw that lineup come out uh, i'm looking at it like okay uh chris donovan's starting up there but he's the only striker and you're gonna make an example of Ua? is this the time and place to do that you've got leon flock in there you go in five three at the back, five in the back, whatever with the wing backs, five four, one. So you're just gonna, you know, sit and, and counter and play defensively and give them possession and play in transition. Okay. I mean, I understand that tactically, I understand that from a um you know, from the mindset of, like, you don't want to get stretched and you don't want to go get into this big open game and you don't want, you know, Messi to carve you up in transition. You try to keep it compact and not give him anything easy. Okay, but um, what did they do? They conceded the first fucking shot that they gave up. Damian Lowe with a whiff ball played into the channel. Jack Elliott not really as tight as he could have been on Joseph Martinez and Andre Blake doing what? Caught backpedaling backpedaling doesn't have his feet set and it's that's a goal that he saves ninety-nine times out of a hundred. So I'm I'm sitting there thinking like what what is what is this? You know, what is this start? You know and you got all these eyeballs on on you, you know, all these people, all this hype for Messi and the union playing at home in a in a you know the cup final and you're that that's how you started off, you know? that's that's the uh that's that's what you give you know so I, I i will let everybody know i i was just like why don't we just open this up to you know whoever wants to complain right and i'll just hand you out the stream yard link and we'll just bring some people on and they can come in and say whatever they want to say but i mean that start was just embarrassing i mean like when you when you have the first when you deploy like that and you're set up in this huge defensive shell and then you concede within five minutes anyway then it throws the whole thing out of whack because then you're trying to like get forward and, and find the equalizer, and you had points in the game where Leon Flock was the second furthest guy forward, you know, with Chris Donovan up there, you know, working hard, but not really. But well, what he scores a goal? He has 20 good minutes coming off the bench the other night and he scores a goal. And and so now he's the he, he's all of a sudden the the guy who gets to start in the next game. All right, let's bring our first guest on. Richard McGovern is with us welcome to the bitch session my friend how are you Uh, I'm
1: fine I sold my tickets so I'm you know I'm the winner tonight really
0: (laughs) now why did you sell your tickets you didn't want to be around the shit show of of messy fans is that what happened here
1: it was a combination of things Um, I work in academia we've got new student orientation next week so even getting down there from work down there was going to be crazy, and I just didn't need the agita When you get down to it, all the messy fans and the normal problems of going to a game at Subaru,
0: it just wasn't worth it. So where I was in my uh, monologue off the top, like a sports talk radio guy, you know, when you're doing your solo show, you got a monologue off the top, uh, you talking about them coming out, playing a shell. Chris Donovan's up there, you know, he's making an example out of Ua. Uh, I, I just like Jim t- completely got it wrong in my time yeah. you know three at the back the gaps between the center backs the lack of communication guys not looking like they know where they need to be damian low needing 10 minutes to get into the game I, I just don't know why they had to come out playing that i mean i would have gone four 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 two diamond keep it compact go back to Glessis and elliot and and let brujo do his thing and like i just i don't know man it just reminded me again of like peter novak and the, like the fucking around with the like I, with the Miggs,
1: team. bringing migs out as a sweeper in the first yeah. playoff game in team history yeah
0: like why you know so and so you know i was just saying like you know the first goal damien Lowe whiffs and jack Elliott's not that tight Then andre blake is, is backpedaling and <laughs> what the what the fuck <laughs> like what is going on here you know i'm like you just can't have this start you got all these eyeballs on you you know It's this huge moment, you know, to to show casuals and to show, you know, the rest of the MLS world and international eyeballs like who you are. And I guess that's why I was so annoyed Uh, is just because, like, I know these guys are so much better than that.
1: Absolutely. You know, number one, no matter how much you want to pretend, you have to think that the union players are intimidated by the fact they're playing against Lionel Messi, right? Mm-hmm. They're playing against, you know, the the guy they've played as on FIFA and, and that sort of thing, the guy they've gotten up early to watch when they were kids. So why do you put them in a situation where they're playing scared to begin with? Why do you put them in a situation where they're not playing the strongest possible game? We've seen the issues in the last couple matches where they played three uh, three center backs with the gaps, with um, you know, with opening up too much space and attackers getting through. Yeah, you know, yeah. it it doesn't. You put your players in a position to succeed, and that formation in this sort of game doesn't do that. Yeah. You play, you know, and the minute they go down by two goals, why you don't go back to the four four two diamond, put two strikers, and run Sullivan and Ura straight at them, what do you mm-hmm. have to lose at that point? You know, I'm, I'm screaming at the TV. I get that there's, like, some sort of personality thing right now with Ura that Jim mm-hmm. uh, doesn't want to start him. And it's a shame Carranza isn't healthy. It's a shame Badoya wasn't able to go 90 because you need that sort of veteran leadership in this game. Yeah. But, you know... You you dance with the girl that brought you. You play the four-four-two diamond because that is what puts your best players on the pitch, and that is the formation they are most comfortable and most effective with.
0: The third goal they give up, Glesness is fucking 10 yards inside the Miami half. Harriel's way further forward. He turns the ball over. Nobody's coming back. Elliot doesn't know like if he's supposed to step up. Lowe is holding them on side i just they don't make these these mistakes man like this it was so uncharacteristic of all of them in the back and like i i don't i agree with you man they just looked i don't know if if they're scared i can only only those dudes can tell us if they're scared or not but they did look like the moment was just way too big for them that's exactly it and that's a
1: that's a failure in coaching and that's a failure in veteran leadership on the team you know it's it's not every day that you're running up well soon it will be, but it's not every day you're running up against a genuine legend. And I have less respect for Lionel Messi than most people, but it's not every day that you're running up against a genuine legend. Yeah. Yeah. In, in a must wing game. And we also have to address the elephant in the room. Jim Curtin. We have to ask if he's a big game coach, he might be a Larry Brown. He might be an Andy Reed with the Eagles. You know, he might be yeah. a great team builder. He might be a great regular season coach, but he might not be able to get this team as constructed over the hump.
0: Yeah, and I hate that I have to go do that tweet after a game like this one, but you have to, you know, um, You know, looking at the big games that he's coached the team. And here's the list that I came up with and I put on Twitter. 2014 U.S. Open Cup final loss. 2015 U.S. Open Cup final loss. 2018 U.S. Open Cup final loss. 2020 2021 Champions League semifinal loss, 2021 MLS semis in the playoffs loss. That was the COVID game when they were missing like eleven guys. 2022 MLS Cup loss, 2023 Champions League semifinal loss, 2023 League's Cup semifinal loss. Now there's a lot of caveats here. Obviously, man. look, mm-hmm. they're not they're not going to make they're not they can't lose four finals unless they won those semifinals to begin with, right? Okay, so how many <laughs>
1: NFC Championship games can you lose without getting to an NFC Championship game? <laughs>
0: well yes yes touche i mean that's the thing so so i don't you know because people were coming back at me and they're like oh you're just going to talk about all the big games that jim's lost, what about the big games that the jim has won i get it you know last year against new york city that come from behind win was huge you know they they have had some they have had some big wins you know i'm not going to poop you know beating dallas in 2014 on penalty kicks to go to the the finals of the open cup was was big too and like i'm going to be honest too i i like they were an underdog against Seattle in 2014. They were an underdog against Houston. They were an underdog against LA. You know, they've been underdogs in most of these games. They've been home dogs and road dogs just because of the lack of talent. But there's a couple of these where they just didn't even show up. Mm-hmm. Tonight, they didn't even fucking show up. Um, just got embarrassed off the field. 2018 U.S. Open Cup final. Didn't show up. Got fucking run off the field. Second leg of the Champions League this year, LAFC, 3 nothing. Totally run off the fucking field. After they tried to shell going up one nothing at home and then conceded late. So, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not going to, I can sit here. You can sit here and say maybe they capped out. Maybe that the talent that they have is, not is this is what their ceiling is. It's like a semi-final final team or whatever. But Jim's got to take blame for, for some of that, especially tonight. I,
1: I, I generally defend Jim Curtin because the talent he's working with, and we all love the players that have been assembled, but you know, we are a money ball team and tell me, you know, when we talk about money ball quad money ball, how many World Series did the Oakland A's win? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I know, I know.
1: It wasn't until Man. you took those principles to the Red Sox and to the Cubs, teams with money, that you actually saw championship championships won with those philosophies. Mm-hmm. Look at Cincinnati right now. That's the union with money.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um it, it's and, and that's like I'm not naive to the to the reality of the situation i mean jim Curtin deserves all the credit in the world for for doing more with less and for overachieving with this team but i mean tonight was just a huge step step back in in that department where it's like you get away from your your bread and butter of, of what works i mean even in the last couple of games man the three five two did not look that good mm-hmm. it didn't look good against red bull you know it didn't look that that great against Carretero, you know so I thought it was obvious, you know, that you just kind of go back to and and to keep it compact. And you had McGlynn, who was available to start. You have Bueno and and Brujo there. You knew that you had Bedoya coming off the bench. So if you were going to make some argument to me where it was like, hey, we got to play three at the back because we got injuries, because we don't we got to you know, we don't we have a lack of talent, you know, going with the diamond. Then that I could get. But this was just like a like a. You can't use the semifinal of of a of a cup tournament to make a statement and put Chris fucking Donovan up there by himself and drop Ua. No, like no disrespect. I mean, Chris Donovan scored a great goal the other night. The kid's working hard or whatever. He, he's not. He you can't start him in the semifinals of the league's cup. Right? No, he's no, just, you absolutely just,
1: yeah. can It's not yeah. fair to him to start no. him in the semifinal of the league's cup. No, uh, you know, he he is working hard. Yeah. He has shown flashes, but he's not a starting striker, especially a starting lone striker no. for, for a team that wants to win a cup that wants to go to CONCACAF champions league. Uh, it's, I, I don't know what the issue with URA really is, but there is zero reason why URA, if you're going to run single striker, there's no reason why it shouldn't have been URA. And honestly, it should have been URA and Sullivan.
0: I think the thing that bothers me is like, I feel like we get to these points where, you know, the union kind of, what was the name of the dude in Greek mythology? You would know this because you're like a dork. Um, I mean that. <laughs> I mean that as a compliment. I like, know who's not like very, very much. Uh, yeah, we got some other guys. I'm going to bring on here in a sec once they get their their um, stuff set up. Um, the guy who kept pushing the boulder up the hill and then Sisyphus. the boulder was Sisyphus. Okay.
1: Yeah, I think it's Sisyphus.
0: Oh, I thought that was Tantalus. Was Tantalus the guy who kept kind Tantalus of Tantalus is to the down... guy
1: who was yeah. thirsty and he would. Uh, cup uh, he would go to drink the pool of water and the water would disappear
0: okay right okay so i feel like i'm the guy pushing the ball up the hill and like i keep trying to promote this team and say it's a pretty good team they're overachieving Mm -hmm. you know they play hard they play you know how you want them to play and i'm on gargano's show earlier today tuesday talking about i'm so sorry to hear that come check no it's fun no because it's cool yeah um lyre by the way says that uh Mm -hmm. sisyphus is correct welcome uh, my Mm -hmm. man how are you
2: I'm doing well. Can you actually hear me?
0: Yeah. What's your real name? Is your name Lere or is that just what am I? No,
2: it's actually Luke. I, I've met yeah. you a couple of times at the stadium. I just saw you hanging out there and and oh, said hello. Okay. I've been listening to you for god knows how many years. Um, I'm really I'm really upset right now, man. I mean, well, look-
0: welcome, welcome to the program. We're doing like sports talk radio. The floor is yours. You can say whatever. Yeah, you want I
2: feel like you. I'm on WIP, but uh, <laughs> I, you know, I think you've got it right, man. 2014 US Open Cup loss 2015 Open Cup final loss 2018 US Open Cup final loss 2021 Champions League semi-final loss 2021 COVID game loss 2022 MLS Cup loss 2023 Champions League semi-final loss yeah,
3: 2023
2: I mean this is this is ridiculous and I mean Jim lost this game right <laughs> Yeah, Jim he did. I mean that's what we were us. that's
0: what we were going after. I was just let me let me finish the point about uh the guy pushing the boulder up the hill. It's like, you know, I'm, i keep pushing this team, promoting this team. Hey, they're pretty good, you should check them out. They're pretty good, you should check them out. And then I feel like once they get the boulder oh, every up the time I get I get run over by the fucking boulder, you know. It's like what like I feel like a dickhead, I'm not trying to make it about me, like it's not a it's not about the frigging media or whatever, but I'm like, I'm trying to like help help grow this team and be like, yo, check them out or whatever. And then everybody tunes in and they get fucking thumped. Dude, at I home. know. And I just, it was yeah. the
2: same thing last year, the finals. It's like I'm talking to my cousins in Northeast Philly who yeah. spent their whole lives watching the fucking Eagles. And I'm like, y'all got to watch this game, man. It's going to be great. And then they fucking lose. And every time, man, they just don't <laughs> do it. Even tonight, I'm at a brewery. We we use somebody else's goddamn MLS credential or uh, Apple TV credentials because, of course, the bar doesn't have them. So somebody puts them in. We watch it. And we're down three fucking nothing, man. Excuse I know, my I language. Know. I know, no, no, I know, it's fine. This is
0: you, you are, yes, this is not WIP. We're not gonna, we don't have dump <laughs> dump the dump button here. It's just me and Rick but
2: right now. A, a serious question for you, Kevin yeah, is, yeah. is it time to move on from Jim?
0: I mean, the dude is not like every single time you could go down the list. Like we can do this exercise. Let me add these other guys in here too. Who do we got? Philly, uh, Philly USA fan. What's going on, man? Let me unmute him. Is he there? Oh, he doesn't. He chose to mute himself. All right, I'm going to remove Philly, US, USA fan. Who's who's off the volley here? Who do we got it off the volley? What's going on, brother?
3: Yeah, what's going on, Kevin? Uh, this is TJ. TJ, uh, what's up? I, man? How you feel? Um, I'll be honest. I'm um, I'm disappointed. Um, and I think as I, I think I speak for a lot of Union fans, where I say, you know, I think someone mentioned it earlier. I just hopped on. Uh, you know, every time there's like a big occasion with the Union, right? I mean, they yeah. can go. US Open Cup with uh, Andrew Wenger missing that penalty and that still runs, you know, deep in my <laughs> day. Um yeah. against the Founders. Um we always fold. We always fold when it matters the most, right? And you know, when you see, you know, Andre Blake and I once again I'm going back to the playoff performances where, you know, in big games usually he comes up big, right?
0: Yeah. But
3: against Red Bull at home, uh, it was a rainy day and then people were making excuses for uh, for him saying like, you know, it's not the best conditions. But I hate when people do that stuff because, you know, when when people bring up stuff like that, that means that they don't know the game. Right. Mm-hmm. Andre Blake on both of those goals, he should have been saving at least two of them. Right. So even when- with,
0: even the last one, man, I would say he took a, kind of a weird angle, um, kind of kind of going off to the to the right foot. When I mean, he probably could have made himself a little bit bigger coming in on a different different trajectory there you know
3: so. yeah absolutely um yeah. His off right damian yeah. love absolutely horrible tonight um, awful yeah. and i couldn't believe like he he whiffed it with his left foot instead of trying to get his body in front you know to block the ball to at least get that part right let's say if, if jose Martinez or joseph martinez takes the ball from him after him trying to like settle the ball okay cool right i mean it means he worked hard i mean he got the ball but the fact that you whiffed at it right and then on obviously you know, Andre Blake lets it go past them that easily. That didn't set the tone well, especially early in the game, in the fourth minute, and especially with how Jim Curtin usually plays, which is, you know, yeah. man behind the ball. We, we grind it out. You know, we get a goal off a counterattack. Um, yeah, once you go, especially to a team of that caliber with Messi, with Jordi Alba, and obviously Busquets and, you know, the other crew as well, Um. Yeah, it was always going to be, you know, like you said, the boulder, the man pushing the boulder up the hill. It was always going to be that type of battle. So that's why
0: I'm so that's why I'm so annoyed by it, because I don't you know, I don't do the uh, you guys know I don't do the negative knee jerk, you know, emotional, like, fuck all this kind of thing. But I just I've watched these guys as much as all of you have. And I'm just I know that they can play so much better than that. I know that what I watched out there tonight was not the Philadelphia Union. And that's that's not the team that we've come to come to know. Andre so much better. Jim is so much better. Damien Lowe is so much, so much better. Gosh dog bless This I you know, I don't know if anybody had a had a good game tonight. You know, it's like I I feel like you get flattened with the boulder every single time you push it up there because it's like right. had a pretty yeah. good game. Well, there you go. That's the silver lining. Let's bring back uh let's try a US, US fan again. Hey, hey, brother, you hear us?
4: Hey Kevin, can you hear me now?
0: Yeah, what's your name, man?
4: All right, awesome. Uh name's Damien.
0: How are you? Yeah, good, man. Uh what do you want to say? Go ahead.
4: Yeah. So uh the the thing is <sighs> you know, I want to go back to some of the Eric comments and I, I know I didn't come on for the first 10 minutes or so. So maybe mm-hmm. I missed some, but oh, um, the thing is in the la- in the previous game, Curtin said Ura was not good. And he is rarely that blunt, yeah. which is a concern because Ura has not been great. I thought he was outplayed by Donovan, honestly, when they were both on the field and to me, this goes back to. I mean, we talk about Curtin. And I think he deserves a lot of heat for not playing to lose because I think that's what the roster, what the lineup was for when he started. It's just not playing to lose with all that defense. Yeah. But again, the other point is the horses, they, they, ha- all their DPS could be TAMs. Um, they're not leveraging their DPS and they're not lo- leveraging their academy players well. I mean even the Glenn has to platoon a flock. Sullivan can't get on time, get playing time. Craig is in exile. So you've got this great academy you're not leveraging. You're not spending on, on designated players. Yeah. What's going on? And 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 I am I'm, I'm willing to give forgiveness to Ernst and Curtin here and I'm really putting this on Sugarman who I think is just like they ha- they they're, they're not picking a direction. Are they going to leverage the high skill players that they have and develop them into first team players fully and sell them, or are they trying to win, but win without spending? Well,
0: yeah, because look at how important, you know, Brendan Aronson was, um, you know, when he was here and Anthony Fontana and the contributions that they got from Academy guys, Mark McKenzie, for sure. You know, this class is what they're getting. They're getting Nate Harrell and the you know, reasonable minutes, but McGlynn should have started. Uh, if Ua's is out of form or he's in the doghouse or whatever, so be it. But you got to manage that better so that it doesn't come to a head in the semifinals of a frigging cup competition, right? I mean, was was tonight the time and place to make an example of him and start Chris Donovan and have Ua come off the bench? I mean, because if you were going to come out and play a five-four-one and you were just going to shell and, and hoof it up the field and try to get out on the break, I mean, Ua would have been the guy to do that, you know? So I feel like Jim just kind of overthought that. In a way. You know what I mean, Rick? It's like, it's like. No,
1: you're, you're a hundred percent right. The game yeah. that, the game that Curtin designed that lineup to play, whether we agree with it or not, Ura, Ura, even if Carranza's is healthy, Ura should have been the guy up top. And yeah. especially considering Carranza was injured, you have to have Ura on the field.
0: Yep. Well, well, yeah. I mean, you can't. It'd be one thing if you wanted, you know, if you felt good about what you had, and you're like, you know what, I feel, I feel okay that I can kind of make this example out of this guy. I'm going to bench him, but you got Karan's up there, but you were already mm-hmm. depleted in the first place. So like, this isn't is week twenty team. of
1: the regular season. You know, you can make an example yeah. of one of your DPS in week twenty of the regular season. Yeah, you right. can bench him and bring him on. I yeah. think Curtin's concept was based on the idea he's playing an older team that's played a lot of soccer in the last couple weeks. And so you lock down in the first half. You've got Bedoya, who can't go a full 90. You've got Ura, who has never been able to go a full 90. And Carranza, who maybe you can get a couple minutes out of. So you lock down the first half, and you run at them in the second half and try to force them to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And as, as soon as you give up the first goal, certainly as soon as you give up the second goal, at that point, you've got to go all in the attack. And he failed to do that. He lost a good thirty minutes of this game playing defense when he was down two goals.
0: Well, right? that's what I'm that's what I was saying earlier, man. It's like you you come out and you have that deployment. The problem with like the Damian Lowe thing and the Andre Blake thing is that you gave so much possession to Miami right off the bat that you didn't even have a chance to get into the game. You always need that first touch or that first save or just like coming out and collecting a cross or like just let me knock the ball around a little bit. I mean these guys were were running backwards and trying to, you know, stop the first shot before they even got a sniff of the ball. So they and didn't even get a, that's
1: because there's yeah. not a player in that starting eleven, there's not a player who attacks the opposing team, right. not a single oh, yeah. one. Gosh yeah. Dog is a volume ten. He plays off of other players' plays. Yeah. But you don't have somebody like Sullivan. You don't have somebody like Ura who is making the runs and making creating that distance between the back line and the midfield that allow that gives you some room for Gosh Dog to start to operate. Yeah. They they yeah. they went into a shell for minute from you know from kickoff. And it's the sort of shell, you know, they say, you know, you pray, play the deep prevent defense and all it does is prevent you from winning. Wow. It, if they went into that when they had a lead, fine, there's logic to it. You can't you can't do that from minute one. You're wasting, in best case scenario, you're wasting the first half. And in this case, yeah. Curtin handed Miami 30 minutes of the game.
0: Right. Luke, do you, uh, do you want to jump back in there, Luke? You got anything? Luke,
4: Yeah, so the one thing I wanted to – the thing is I really think that Donovan started for a reason because he was brought on to – he was a defensive forward, continuing Mm -hmm. that defensive theme because he's always come on as a guy to close out games. He's got that high speed, high volume, and he presses. I I, I really think it was just – it was more that mindset than it was like even thinking about trying to get the ball up. It was just all defense. And and, and Curtin has become, I think, even more so as his team has, you know, started to get towards, you know, being a championship team and is now regularly the favorite. He's becoming more and more defensive.
0: Yeah. Um, did do we have two Lukes here? Did I get names confused? Learay, you can go again, man, and then TJ if you want to pick it up. Yeah, I'm
2: also Luke. I I just (laughs) – this is (laughs) such, like, a petty thing to say. But, like – um three tickets 600 bucks a piece that was 1800 bucks for my family and and you
0: got that you got that performance after paying that much money exactly
2: and that like and i know like i said it's it's stupid but like something could have been better than what we just saw and i'm i'm upset about it and my kids you know my fucking kids excuse me again my kids are there That's i fun. i was just super disappointed but again it's stupid to complain about money but the way they've raised the prices, uh, like, that's, what, almost two years of se- season tickets for one game yeah, for my yeah. family? And you're going to do that? You're going to start? I don't know. Dude, but again, I but, hate no, you, to I tell
1: know. you, but you actually got the performance you paid for because the performance you were paying for was from Miami. <laughs> you know what
5: I mean? All yeah. right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough.
0: But it's just like, you know, it's the same concept of, like, you know, again, the occasion, you know, they just didn't – they weren't ready for the occasion. The eyeballs, the ticket prices, the talent on the other side of the field, and they look scared, and then that was what was most um, disappointing to me. Let me uh, let me get a uh, Mac in here. Hey, Mac, can you hear us, man? I think you're still muted. I know he's unmuted.
5: Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm trying not to be too jaded here, and I mean that's really difficult. But after every single major loss, I've I've had the thought because most of them, I would say, have been close that you know, maybe this will get over the hump and now maybe, you know, ownership will throw just an extra 2 million. And I know, you know, that might be a lot for Jay Sugarman, but uh, it's just, just trying to get jaded here. But, you know, as, as I've seen a bunch of comments, you know, we'll pull another Venezuelan out of the league and that'll get us over the hump. And it's great that we're finding guys like Bueno and Jose Martinez and, uh, and the list even goes on, and and Ernst deserves a ton of credit for that. But it's just hard to get kind of uh, excited for, just because we know there's a there's a ceiling, and the ceiling is here. And specifically tonight was just embarrassingly bad, and and I don't even think that Miami played that well. Uh, yeah, I, just think I, agree. A, I agree. I agree. hundred percent talent. So yeah, yeah. yeah just frustrated. Yeah,
0: It's the thing is that they have, the union have the money ball signings and then they combine the money ball signings with what, you know, some Academy kids and some more money ball signings. You know, I mean, Miami's got, uh, is Robert Taylor, not a money ball kind of signing.
3: So, So they have,
0: they have three Barcelona superstars plus money ball signings, you know? So that's always been my thing with Jay Sugarman is like, you know, you're right there. You, you are, like, right there, man. Like, this team is right the fuck there. And that's what drives me crazy because, like, you did just had a little bit, man. Like, nobody was going to expect you to spend $40 million in 2015 when you didn't even have a practice facility when you are trying to figure it out. Right. But now you're good. you got you got a coach that's overachieving. you got a general manager who's over, sporting director who's overachieving. Like, if, if he's not going to spend now, he's never going to spend. And that's what
3: worries me. Right. You know, uh, Parky's not
0: good. Jump back in there, man, You.
3: Yeah, like I mean, as I was saying, like there's t- there's players available, like Lucas Mora, you know, from Tottenham Hotspur, who's out there right now as a free agent, right?
1: Oh, don't remind <laughs> me about Lucas Mora. Please don't <laughs> remind me about Lucas
0: Mora. I'm an
5: Ajax fan. Don't uh, remind me about Lucas Mora. It always
0: comes back to Dutch football and Rick's on the show, so. so. <laughs>
3: but um, but as you're saying though, like I mean, I know Jim Curtin in, in the in the post game uh, presser, he mentioned something about you know, hopefully the MLS la- uh, laxens the rule. Uh, the DP rules and, and the financial rules and things like that. But I don't think that comes into play with the game because, once again, they have this philosophy with, you know, with transfers, which, you know, our record signing is like, what, $4 million, if that? Um, like
0: three-point three something with with Ua, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, three-point two,
3: yeah. I mean, and like I said before, I think in terms of the way that be play, and I think the second half proved this, we can create attacks, like, you know, create chances, like, at the wazoo, you know? We have the players to do that. But I don't think Curtin is ready to. I mean, to play that expansive type of system. But the one thing that that frustrates me is the fact that our academy, right? Like, and I, and I've seen you know our academy play games in in a totally different formation. Like we play with two wingers all the time. You know, we do a four three three all the way up until obviously the Union two. My question is, how come we can't play like that in the first team when we have the the talent to do that on a regular basis, right? And which can obviously open up more chances for us to obviously, you know, play in bigger games, press, like, and, and, I, guess, and I guess in a more efficient way, right? Mm. And also just score more goals and create a more, I guess, a better product.
0: My thing is, like, you know, it's not that they lost tonight. It's that they got completely run off the field. Mm-hmm. Um and, and that it wasn't even – that the game was over. I mean – that third goal, the goal right before halftime, was what really killed him. You know, if they had gotten into halftime at two nothing, Jim had made the switch, gone to the four four two, and pulled Flock off, pulled Low off, and then they they nicked one back, and it's a one goal game. But as soon as that happened, I was like, I was like, that's it, man. I, even when Bedoya scored, I didn't, I, I felt nothing. Right. I felt absolutely nothing because I was just like, I don't, I don't see them. I don't see that anything happening here. I mean, if anything, it made it a little bit more respectable if they had kept it to a three-one scoreline. Hey, comeback falls short. I have some craft, some bullshit headline. Right. And put it on Crossing Broad tomorrow, but they got obliterated. This was like right. Houston, Houston, 2018, all over again. This was LA, second leg of the semifinals, all over
3: again. And I think so, what I heard the most was Donovan missing that chance when he rounded a calendar. Easy. When he hit it over top of them, Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then the Glessness one, and then the Glessness putting it over too. Cause somebody was in Twitter on Twitter saying, well, they, you know, they outshot him 16 to four and they, uh, the XG was this and the XG is that I'm like, well, you know, they didn't put the first one over the bar until they were down three, nothing to begin with. Right. Right. So, so that was my only thing. I don't know. Rick, you pick it up from here. I'm, I'm fried. <laughs> it's no problem. What TJ saying, though, there are valid points there. It doesn't really
1: concern tonight. But, you know, uh, Cruyff always used to say that the uh, academy doesn't play the system of the first team. The first team plays the system of the academy. Yep. So how yeah. much of that is a function of the coach? How much of that is a function of the players you can get? I don't know that uh, both Jim and Ernst were both pretty insistent about getting rid of wingers as they were installing their system. So I don't yeah. know what's going on there. I mean, uh, it's nice
0: to have tactical flex and I'll throw yeah. it back to the Luke's and Mac too, because I want to get them back in here. This is nice. This is kind of like, is this like our arsenal fan TV, but only digital. Like I should do this more often. <laughs> we should just invite. I forgot too. Cause I didn't know that people couldn't send me DMS if I didn't follow them, I guess. So I got to figure out a way to open that up. So I had yep. to like uh, <laughs> message a bunch of people, but um what uh jesus christ what was i saying Uh, i have no idea what i was saying before that um i I think uh, ultimately
1: (laughs) kevin i i I think it comes down to three issues right okay number one is the formation and the and the team selection on the evening and Mm -hmm. we can talk about that till the cows come home that's what happened and that has been a recurring issue with curtain throughout his time and i think he is Massively overachieved with the talent he has.
0: If I told that, you going into this game, think about this. Hold hold point number two. Nope, if I told nope. you going into this game that the biggest issues would be Jim Curtin and Andre Blake, I mean, like, hey, crazy. I mean, you would have told me I was crazy, right? But Absolutely. that's it. I mean, I, I don't I don't hear any argument otherwise. You know, I'm yeah. sorry. Point point number two.
1: Point number two is simply the injuries, the fact that we did not have Bedoya and we did not have Carranza. And I do yeah. think it's a slightly different game in that case because you yeah. have veteran leadership and you have a true starting striker. Yeah. If you're going to go one striker, you have a true starting striker. But number three, functionally, the union is still operating at a disadvantage, and that disadvantage is going to continue to grow when other teams see the success Miami had, uh, has had with signings and especially given, ironically, some of the economic issues going on over in Europe right now, you're going to see more high-level players coming over to MLS. We're not positioned with the current ownership group to take advantage of that. And even if Sugarman did have the money, I don't think he's of a mind to spend it. He wants to be smarter than everybody else. And like I said, history will bear out that mid-level teams can be really good using money ball, but they're not Mm -hmm. the ones that win the championships. And eventually those ideas get taken up by the teams with money. And they're the ones that actually win with it. I think
0: Jay, here's my theory. I think Jay likes saying that he can be, his team can be competitive without spending a lot of money. No, that's my point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think if he opens up the checkbook, it defeats the whole mystique of what the Philadelphia union are, which (laughs) is the scrappy overachiever that does more with less, you know, and you take that away, then what, they're just the next, LAFC, which is what they should be mm-hmm. a shred of ambition in that ownership group. But I think they like having this little niche role of being like the, the money ball, like, you know, overachiever, you know? Uh, all right. Let me, let me, I want to keep everybody involved here. Uh, Mac, you got anything you want to say?
5: No, funny uh, to just kind of piggyback that off that though, like hearing about how many times I hear from Curtin and even executives about how it's a blue collar team and, you know, this yeah. is a you know, blue-collar team that will always step up. And, like, we just consistently get punched in the mouth in some of these big games. And I don't know. It's just uh, – it's another one of those themes where I understand the connection and I understand we're not a flashy city, you know, a la L.A. or Miami. But that's just another kind of funny thing that's going to start and has already gotten on my nerves and, and will continue to do so just because, you know <laughs> – uh, that just doesn't really hold up. And you know, uh especially when you keep getting, you know, worked over like this by the flashy uh let's just say teams or cities or rosters, however you want to go about that.
0: Yeah. Um Luke number one, Philly Luke, Philly US Luke. You got um yeah, anything else that you want to add? I think he's still muted.
4: Um oh there he is. No, yeah, sorry. Um yeah, I, I it's just you know i'll still go back to the point it's like sugarman has to a invest and they have to pick they have to pick a direction on where they're yeah. going to feel like they're just not they they're trying to be everything and to this point they've kind of gotten away with it they've gotten away with the academy growing and you know brennan Aronson mckenzies and those guys coming in but at the same time winning they've tried to avoid being fc dallas which is get all these USMNT players but the team stinks. Right? <laughs> yeah, and true. true. Yeah. They they bounce it but they they've hit a wall. And I, I, it, it, what they're trying yeah. to do is hard, but I'm worried like how so hate to hype a kid this young, but you've got a generational talent in your pipeline. How are you going to be recruiting him to stay? And right. You have to think about if yeah. he were to stay would he have the support around him? How are the other homegrown's being treated? There's a lot of factors here you know, I think that are just getting missed.
0: It's a good, yeah. I mean, it seems it's funny to, to me to have this conversation because I was on the last five podcasts. If you guys listened to them, just talking about how much I hate the League's Cup anyway. So why do I feel a certain way about losing in the semifinals? Well, I thought that they should that they needed to win another trophy. You know, I mean, that was the goal going into this year. I mean, I think we were all in agreement on that. You know, to cap off this run, this great four or five year run, you know, with the second trophy would be perfect. But yeah, I mean, I do think you're kind of at a at a crossroads, so to speak here, where it's like you've kind of hit that ceiling. You've bumped your head on the semifinal ceiling a couple of times now. Champions League, you know, losing in the MLS Cup the way that you did. I mean, that was a tough one. But, you know, the, the, the two Champions League, then this one. And it's like, right. Do you want to like, are you willing to, to take the next step? I mean, is your ambition level that I I don't know anything about Jay, honest to God. I mean, we know very little about him, even when I was back on the beat. I mean, we spoke to him publicly like four times in the course of like eight years, you know, so he's very enigmatic and very, you know, like just kind of absentee has a negative connotation. I don't know if he's an absentee owner, but he's not, he's not in front of the cameras very often. And they got to decide. Yeah. I mean, cause they keep getting to this point and then they keep like, you know, again, hitting the ceiling. Right. So do you have what it takes to, to break through that ceiling? Do we even want to break through the ceiling? You know, cause I just keep coming back to this thought of like, you know, you keep reaching these points you keep reaching these points. It's like, Hey, buy into this team, watch this team. You got a great thing going at, at, at Talon or or Subaru, excuse me. <laughs> and that's like, you know, then it comes crashing down again. So, uh, I don't know. I think that's the existential kind of question going forward. You know, I mean, it's funny that Lionel Messi, um, you know, gets you to that that point. I mean, I don't expect them to be in inter-Miami, but uh, I don't think that Miami was even was honestly that good tonight. <laughs> you know, to, to be quite honest, I think the union were just that bad. Um, Luke, Luke, number two, did I uh, did I cut you off there? or were you? Did you have anything else you want to add man
2: no you didn't cut me off but i did feel like you uh dodged the whole curtain question a little bit
0: what's me bring me back to what i'm what i'm (laughs) all
2: right so i know how much you love an analogy right so uh um is is it time to think about moving on from curtain it's just like an andy Reid situation where you have a coach who's excellent and great and he and he gets a lot of his players but It's it's been a long time and you haven't reached the place you want to be. It's that dumb analogy. You can tell me it's cool.
0: I mean, it's hard to know that without knowing, without having the corresponding understanding of what Jay Sugarman's ambition level is. You know, I mean, if this was the NFL was the Andy Reid thing and they all had the same salary cap and they're all spending the same amount of money and he kept he kept hitting that ceiling and he was like an arson arson vanger or something like that. Then, yeah, sure. It's probably time to move on. But I think Jim is perfect for what they want. I don't know if they want anymore anymore. You know, if Jim was doing this, here's the exercise we can do. We can end it on this this exercise that I meant to do. If mm-hmm. Jim was like favored, because you guys saw that list that I put together of like the eight losses or yep. whatever, right? Semifinals and finals. Yep. How many of those were they actually favored to win? Uh US Open Cup 2014 at home, they were not home dog to Seattle.
2: But isn't 2015- that just a lack of ambition? Well, I... I if they're underdogs yeah. every time, that's just Sugarman not spending enough money.
0: Well, yeah, so then I'm not... So then, again, does that to answer the question, I mean, does that mean that it's not a Curtin thing? I mean, I, I would blame Curtin for L.A. second leg this year. I would blame him for tonight's debacle, absolutely, and probably Houston. They didn't look like they were ready to play. Every single one of those other ones, they were either underdogs or didn't have enough talent, you know? So...
2: <laughs> yeah, fair enough.
0: I... I don't know. It's I, I, it's a good question, man. It is a really good question. I just it's hard for me to to be able to answer that without knowing what Jay Sugarman actually wants. You know, I mean, he may be perfectly satisfied to have the stadium filled up all the time for have to have them be in the conversation right. and to have them to get just good enough that you got all these eyeballs and the tickets are going up to eight hundred dollars for Messi. And then oh, you lose, so what? You know, we look where we, look how far we got playing Moneyball. You know, but I think that's what drives me nuts because like these I, like they're so close to being something more, and these guys are so so much better than what we saw tonight and. That's why I get mad about it, because because you guys know, me, I'm like pretty straightforward. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not like a fan. I don't get like do the emotional knee jerk thing. But I was so annoyed because like these guys are so much fucking better than what we saw tonight. And You had every eyeball watching you, you know. And then like fans, like like you guys, in the media, like me, like we push this team, and it's like, yo, buy into these guys. These guys are good. You know, they're worth your time and energy. And then they went and showed you tonight they're not. You know, yeah. if they're gonna keep doing
3: stuff like that. T- uh, TJ, we why don't you jump back in there, man. Um. Yeah, I think you just said. I think you just nailed it right on the head, man. Like, um, like in terms of, I guess, like the consistency. Like, you bring up a great point about like the underdogs. How long? I mean, are what games they were underdogs in? Who were like when they were favored and things like that. Um, but I mean, I don't know if it's like lack of ambition. I don't know if it's you know, I guess being used to tactics. You know, once again, being defensive minded. But I think it's like a lot of different factors um, that go into like I guess tonight's performance um and obviously you know i hope that jim Curtin learns and i mean in my opinion i think he could play a more expansive style of play uh, or yeah. well, isn't, that, isn't
0: that the irony though tj is that we talked about all the tactical flexibility this year and him finally showing a different formation and then him sticking with the new formation instead of going to the bread and butter is probably what uh what un- undid them in the end, I guess. But uh, I don't know. It's easy to second guess things in hindsight. You know, we can always go back after a loss and say, well, they should have done this. But when I was looking at that, that formation graphic at the very beginning, I was like, oh shit. You know, like I had trepidation about it right off the bat. I mean, I don't think anybody's doing any cheesy, like um, revisionist history here. I think we were all kind of like, oh my God, what is going on here? So, um, you know, they bottled it at home and it's embarrassing, but but this was fun. Why don't you do this again? We should make this a regular thing like the uh, bitch session. I got to make sure I open my DMS though next time. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's all good, but we'll end it on that. Thanks to Rick McGovern for coming on TJ. Thanks brother. I got two Luke's. Uh, I got Mac down there. Thanks gentlemen. Uh, that was, this was supposed to be a more negadelphia kind of thing, but it actually ended up being pragmatic. So, uh, Hey, whatever. It was good. Thank you everybody for listening and we'll, uh,